Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment. Sponsored by Tech Help Boston. If you want to get someone's attention, just tell them a great story. If you want to inspire someone, share your success story. And that's what this series is all about. I believe that successful women think differently. And by the end of this episode, I hope you'll agree. The woman you are about to meet is all about success. That's her focus. It is the heart of her mission to help others succeed. And if you're an entrepreneur, you better listen up because this exceptional woman has created a philosophy and programs that support her philosophy, which speak to the unique challenges of entrepreneurship. She is the author of The Winning Way, winner of the Quilly Award from the National Association of Best-Selling Authors. Her latest book is called Go or Don't Go, the complete guide to accelerate your success and tap into your brilliance. As the founder of Brilliance Builders, she calls herself the breakthrough expert. And you know what? She maintains that it is actually easier than you think to make money fast. That ought to get your attention. Her name is Kate Beaters, and this is her story. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Candy. I'm so happy and excited to be here. You know, when we were getting ready to turn on our microphones here in the studio, you said that you had gone to the University of Indiana where you were majoring in journalism. Tell me a little bit about that. I didn't know that little hidden Kate fact. Sure. So actually, I grew up in, in Brookline, Massachusetts, and I actually was a reporter for the Brookline Chronicle Citizen. And this is going back years. And I was a high school reporter. And then, Candy, oh, my gosh, I got to write like obits, which was really freakish to think a 16-year-old person was writing obituaries. But I was doing stuff like that. I was reporting on sports teams. Went to Indiana University, which um, at that time had one of the best journalism schools in the country. Brought my whole little portfolio of articles. The only other person who saved them was my grandmother, because, of course, grandmas always save that stuff. They actually hired me and they paid me because I said, I want to get paid. And they said, we don't pay freshmen. And I said, you need to pay me. They paid me and I even had front page stories, too. So it was a really amazing experience. And I loved it. I did it for, for the first year and then I switched because I ran into a difficulty. And you'll see how this shows up now in my current business. They wanted a lot of sensational things. And so let's say if I was doing an, an interview about you, they'd want to know not just you know, it tells all of the amazing things about Candy, but there's got to be something in her background, oh, you know, something. digging for some dirt, eh? Yeah, you know, and, and that just isn't who I am. And I, you know, not that I would hide it. If there was really something like, you know, you did something really crazy, you know, the public need to know about. But I would interview these professors that were really loved and, and you know, all this kind of stuff had tenure. And I talked to them and nobody had anything bad. And they're like, but there must be something bad. <laughs> so finally I said, you know what, we're not seeing eye to eye because I can't be looking for negative when there's no negative. Right. So, they took the joy right out of your love, huh? They did, yeah. But now I know why your books are such success stories because you're such a good writer. All right, let's jump right into it. We're mm -hmm. living in a time when there are more entrepreneurs than ever. Mm -hmm. People who don't want to work for someone else, they want to forge their own path be the master of their own destiny. But entrepreneurship can be a long and lonely road. Tell me how your program, your philosophy, helps entrepreneurs get unstuck. Well, first of all, you're an entrepreneur now too, right? Yes, it's lots of fun. <laughs> lots of fun, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in fact, I was thinking about it, that you interviewed me when you were at Magic. That's right. And so it totally, you know, now you're part of this world. And the beauty of it is what most people tend to get lost is they create 
a life to go around their business. And I believe it should be the opposite, that you create a business to go around your life. Because there's that old joke that, yeah, as an entrepreneur, you can work in pajamas at 6 a.m. and you can also work at midnight. And what most entrepreneurs end up doing is working from 6 a.m. to midnight in their pajamas, never getting dressed, never brushing their hair. If they're a woman, never putting on makeup. You know, if they're a guy, you know, they're just in their pajamas all day. And I believe there's something more out there. And so my whole big thing is that what I really truly believe my philosophy is that most people are blinded by how much brilliance they actually have. What happens is when you're blinded by how much brilliance, you play a really small game in life, Candy. And I know what it's like to play a really tiny game. I also know what it's like when I think I'm playing a big game. I'm kind of fooling myself and I'm still playing a, a small game. And then I know what it's like to play a really big game and show up in my brilliance. And when I show up in my brilliance, everything changes. And that's really the philosophy I try to teach people is understanding what their brilliance is. Because when you can have your life, your work based around your brilliance, everything changes. It's easier. It's in flow. You say things you kind of wish, like, was somebody recording it because it was so awesome? And everything just, just makes sense. And instead, most of us kind of are always fighting against that. So I really teach that because when you do... The opportunities flow so much easier. The money, if you're looking you know, for whatever your success is, and success can be defined so many different ways, that comes easier. Everything just comes so much easier when you are in your brilliance. Okay, so you're saying phrases like step into your brilliance. You use words like unstuck, get unstuck, accelerate, win, succeed, break through, do it fast. For me, as I listen to you, these are all action words. And that's really what you're all about, action. Where does this passion come from? And can you tell me a little bit about it? So actually, I'm going to tell you it's about action and alignment because it's also about action and slow down. Action, yes. I, you know, I am a bit of a type A. And the thing is, as much as we want, you know, whatever success we want or the opportunities, it doesn't just come flying from the ceiling. It doesn't come knocking on the door. You have to know what action to take. And the truth is, is that all of us are so busy in life that it's understanding what's the best action to take at what time. But the other philosophy is also being aligned. So everything makes sense to what you're doing, as well as having the belief that you deserve this. And this is where most people are missing the ball. So Candy, if you had seen me as a little kid and you were kind of like the eye in the sky kind of watching me, you would have seen me like wiggle my nose and go like, what the heck? And I used to walk around the house, I'd wiggle my nose because I used to watch the reruns of the TV shows Bewitched. And I thought I would be Samantha. You know how Samantha, she'd walk around, she'd wiggle her nose, and this would pop and up. And things would happen. Exactly. The, especially I loved how the house would get clean. The room would get clean, right? And the big cake would show up on the table or whatever she wanted would just happen. I really thought if I wiggle my nose long enough and hard enough, I would be able to do the same thing. And especially because my uncle actually created the TV show. So I thought it was like genetically inclined that once I grew up, I would be her. But, you know, I didn't. But what I did understand is that there is no limit to what we can create in our lives. There is no lack of abundance. It isn't like Candy can have it, but Kate can't. We all can have whatever we want. It's really just understanding what it is that we want, because that's the first thing missing is that people may say, like, I want to be successful or I want to make more money. They're mix missing the clarity, Candy, of what that actually looks like for them. It isn't just about more money. So what is more money? And what's more money going to actually do for you? Or of success, what does success actually mean? If you want to have a podcast, do you want to be having your neighbors that you're interviewing or you want to have big authors or famous people? What does success actually mean to you and, and really understanding that? And then it's understanding, too, what action do you need to take? Back to your question about the action, because you do need to take action. And then understanding what's in the way. And this is our fears, our doubts, our old stories. Candy, if you had interviewed me in corporate, I would have talked all about success. And I work so hard and I'm in early and I stay late and I do this thing and I'm making tons of money because I was in corporate, but I was spending as fast as I was making it. And you realize that what really is either our own best friend or our own worst enemy is all the stories we tell ourselves. 
And this is one of the things that I love teaching as a mindset expert is all these fears, these doubts, these beliefs. And we don't even understand half the time how these things are even popping up. And they are. And because we've been playing this record over and over and over again, where people tell me, oh, Kate, I could never charge that much because nobody in my industry does. Or Kate, I could never ask for a raise because nobody in my company would ever get a raise. Or Kate, I can't do this because nobody in my city does this. And these stories that we tell ourselves. So it's learning how to work through that. And then the next step is what I call the freakout zone. And the freakout zone is when you start to do something and then something happens. Maybe someone says no to you. Maybe the car won't start. The computer won't work. Whatever. Something just happens. It rains that day. And you're like, see, I shouldn't have done it. And you stop yourself and you go right back to your comfort zone where you start and saying, see, it wasn't meant to be. It was easier here. I know how all this stuff is. You stay back there. You, I'm sorry. You know I'm talking really fast because I'm so excited about this. So I'm slow. I'm going to slow myself down and take a breath because I am a Bostonian. This is where we need a webcam in the studio because the woman just shines as soon as she walks into a room and her light bulb is on like a megawatt right now. Okay. You have mentioned your childhood a couple of times. What was the message in your house when you were growing up about success, about work ethic, how to get to where you want to go? So a couple of different messages. One from my mom who grew up in an entrepreneurial family. She always taught us, you don't ask, you don't get. That's something that most people I've realized, you know, whether they're in corporate or they're entrepreneurs, are afraid to, or even just in personal life, are afraid to ask for what they really want. My dad was a dentist, and he taught all about preventative care, right? Because if you brush your teeth regularly after each meal, you're less likely to get cavities and then have fillings. So I've based my life so much on doing things like creating really good patterns, really good routines, things like that. But as much as possible, the things don't go haywire. You were once a flight attendant. I was. Every career teaches us something. What did you take away from that experience? What I just really learned, and and I find this so much a big philosophy, every day you get this chance to remake yourself because every time, you know, you're going here, you're going there, you're landing here, you're landing there. And, you know, we'd be on layovers and meeting people and, you know, we'd be out of uniform so they had no clue what we did. And we would make up what we did. You know, one day we were like lettuce choppers at Burger King. That was our career. Another day we were someone famous. And and just this (laughs) ability to just play and have fun. And that's really the same thing in our, our lives every day is that we have the ability every day we wake up to show up in a different way. And that's the whole fun of part of it is that there is some play in life. You spent years also as a successful business development marketing professional. What did you take away from that job? Really a lot about relationship building because I was very, very fortunate. Candy had a lot of really, really great clients that I kept almost the whole entire time. It wasn't just like a sales relationship that there was mutual respect. I learned so much from them. They learned a lot from me. And just how important it is to, to be doing that, because most people don't realize that they go so much for, there's this expression called one-off, where it's kind of like you just get something and then, and I think it's a lot where used car salesmen come from, let's just get the sale and then move on. Just really understanding the whole importance of relationship building and the whole know, like, and trust. You've got to have that. I'm guessing that at some point along the way, you decided that you wanted to become an entrepreneur yourself. Did you sit down and create a business plan? How did you morph into katebeaters.com, you know, the breakthrough expert? How, how did that happen? Totally accidental. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I would go to my grandfather's headquarters and I thought it was really cool that he was in charge and could do whatever he wanted. Basically, what happened is the economy tanked. Interviewed with other companies and they promised me similar type jobs. And you know that feeling... You just kind of go like, uh, it's just not that you'd, you'd hate it, but it's just it didn't feel right for where I was then. It just d- did not feel like the right step. I applied and got into grad school. 
And first I thought I was going to be, because I, I started studying mindset and I went, first I thought, well, I want to change the world. I'm going to be a, a therapist and took the first course, got the straight A's in, in statistics. And I thought statistics was so boring. I couldn't stand it. I talked to people who were already therapists and they said, yeah, it's great. You get a client and you have them for the next 10 years, every Friday at 10 a.m. And not knocking therapists. I mean, I think that's a wonderful profession, but that's not who I am. I'm all about transformation and growth. Right. And I was like, I cannot do this. So I just accidentally fell into it. I just started teaching people what I knew. And then I started charging. And then one thing developed over the other. And then I started being interviewed on big, huge telesummits. And it just, and here you are. Yeah. No plan, no money, no nothing. When you start working with a client, how do you help her? And by the way, it seems to me that I do see you working with lots of women, but mm -hmm. you also work with men as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How do you help someone tap into their brilliance and master their mindset? What's step number one? Step number one is really understanding where it is that they want to go and more importantly, why? Like, so why does it have to happen right now? Because you could really want something candy. But if you've got 10 reasons why it's not that important, maybe you're, you've got a child getting married or someone's graduating or this thing's going on, that thing's going on, well, you and I will not accomplish what we want to accomplish. But if it's something that when I'm hearing this person say, like, this is why it must happen now, then it, the excitement goes. And I listen to the person talk about what they want to create. And kind of my own thermometer, for lack of a better term, is when I start getting goosebumps, I know, like, we're going to have a good time together. And maybe that's the wrong word, but just that I know I can help that person. So it's really understanding where they want to go and why they want to go. And that's the first step. You say on your website, Kate, that there are five simple steps to boost your bottom line. What are they? Sure. So the first step is you got to get out of your comfort zone. And Candy, honestly, this is where most people don't even want to leave because they they know what it is. They like it. It's it's safe. And it's cozy. It's cozy. Exactly. Just like baked mac or baked you know mashed potatoes. You know what it is. It may not be the best thing for you, but you know what to expect. So you have to be willing to get out of it. And that's why the why is so important. Then it's figuring out what do you want to create in your money zone. It's also about having that burning desire, like it must happen now, because some days it might be raining, snowing, foggy. You might have to drive somewhere in traffic. Not necessarily, it's not going to be perfect, and you have to have that desire. You also have to have that belief, and this is where most people get stuck, Candy, this belief that you deserve it and you can do it. Then it's about figuring out, so what actions you need to take, and that's the action zone. Then the freak out zone where is when things kind of go crazy and you just kind of, you know, get scared and go running back. And last is your zone of brilliance. And that's what makes it all worthwhile because everything just comes to you so easy. Like you said, you know, you see me and I've got this like glow and that's because I just love this. I have spoken on main stages about this in North America, in Canada, West Coast, all over. And that's when everything just makes sense. And the interesting thing is, is that Sure, you hit your zone of brilliance, but you don't stay there, Candy, because then as human beings, one of our basic needs is to grow because you're either growing or you're dying. And so at a certain point, you kind of go like, okay, this was fun. Now what next? You have said making money doesn't have to be hard. In fact, it's easier to make money fast. How did you come to this conclusion? Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. These days, more and more people are working from home. When your computer breaks down, you lose business. This is Dave Elmasian, president of TechHelpBoston.com. Our tech experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer. Same day, next day, and weekends too. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted us since 2000. You can trust Tech Help Boston to keep your computer and systems running right. Call 781-484-1265 or visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. 
Because what happens is we typically rely on ideas of money based on our, basically on a middle-class mindset. And those are all these beliefs like you have to work hard to make money, you have to do this thing, you have to follow this process, you have that process. And one thing I believe is that you can actually take a leap. And people don't always think that because, yes, sometimes you take baby steps and sometimes that's appropriate. But sometimes candy, you know, and I've done this many times in, in many of my careers, that you just take this huge big leap and you get to, from where you are to where you're going and it happens so much faster. But you have to believe. And that's the big thing because most people say like, no, no, can't do it. It won't happen. I've never seen anyone else do it. And then they stop themselves. Tina Fey has a great quote that I have in my office. It says, let's start with a yes and see where that takes you. How important is it for an entrepreneur to surround herself or himself with like-minded, positive, check yes or yes type people? It's extremely important because there's also the quote by Jim Rohn that your income is the average by the five people you're surrounded by. So you do want to be not just like-minded, like, yay, go Kate or go Candy, because you also want people who really are also doing it too. And that's the thing that people often miss is that you do want to be surrounded by other successful people. But you also want to understand the flip side candy is that you are going to get no's and it's being able to be very grounded. So when you do hear a no, it doesn't tip you over. What happens is in our mind, we've heard the word no about 30,000 times by the time we hit kindergarten. So it's like, no, don't do this. No, don't touch that. No, stop. No, no, no. So we play this tape over and over again in our whole lives and that stops us from moving forward. So you do want to be surrounded by people who encourage you. Because also, too, for every time someone says no to you, you need to hear some kind of compliment or affirmation or positive or add a girl or something like that. You need to hear at least five times to kind of erase that no. Your first book, The Winning Way, became a bestseller and yeah. landed you on the red carpet yeah. in Hollywood, accepting the Quilly Award from the National Association of Bestselling Authors. Was this one of your goals when you started a business? I mean, we know from the very beginning of our interview that you, you're you a writer, you mm -hmm. were a journalist, but did you always want to write a book? Was this like, check, check, I'm going to do it? Actually, not so much that book. I think for me, it was more about, and maybe this is the flight attendant in me, they say they were all a little bit of frustrated actresses, that I just thought it was so cool. The idea of being part of this this thing and, you know, with, with uh, Brian Tracy, and it was very cool. And that whole experience was wonderful. My new book on a personal level, like the other thing, yes, it was a, it is a great thing and I'm, I'm honored that it happened. So I don't mean to dismiss it, but my new book on a personal level lead, means so much more to me. And that's what I'm really, really excited about because that was my whole heart and soul. So it is called Go or Don't Go. What is the theme here? What is the mission of this book? So what happens is what we don't realize, but every day in our life, a zillion times during the day, we make really, really fast decisions. And it happens so fast, nanosecond, faster than I just snap my finger, that either we're going to go forward or we're not. So we may make a decision like, oh, I'm going to go call somebody or I'm going to go do this or I'm going to do that. And then nanosecond, wait a minute, it's not safe or I don't have the time or I'll wait till tomorrow or I might bother them or whatever. And then we stop ourselves and we keep ourselves stuck. So all those goals, those dreams, those desires we really, really want to have, they all end up being further away, Candy, because we we don't move forward. Can I share a little airline story? Sure. This book, I, I actually compare a lot of it to my airline days. And there's this wonderful airline analogy. There was this expression that what happened is when a plane's taking off, so let's say when it's on the runway, and I'm talking about a jet and clear for, for takeoff, it's going at about... 180 miles an hour, very, very fast. And right before the plane takes off, they have what they call V1 and V2. These are two points on a, on a plane. And they have to make the decision, either they're going to take off or not take off. So they take off, boom, we all know what happens. You get up in the air. 
if they don't take off, it's it's what's called a boarding a takeoff, and you circle back, you know, to the the um, the gate, and they get off and fix whatever needs to be fixed because they didn't think it was safe to go off. And if they decide to abort takeoff after they cross those two points, Candy, it's not a pretty picture, and you probably won't be around to tell it. So I call that the go or don't go point because the the captain has to make that decision so fast, Candy. And, and I've been up front for a takeoff many, many times. It's that fast, even faster, that they either go or don't go. And this, and understand, you know, you could have a couple hundred people in a plane. So it's so a lot of responsibility. Yeah. They have to make that decision. And every day we do that same thing in our lives. But we do it over and over and over again, whether it's a cup of coffee, whether it's an interview, whether it's this thing or that thing. We make that decision so fast and either we move forward or we stop ourselves. So the premise of the book is all about really understanding that's what we're doing and then teaching ways about how to move forward. Is it fear, Kate? Is that really what it is? Is it just fear that we all have? Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of making a mistake, fear of trying something new. And fear of not being perfect. You know, that's a big one, especially for women. It also has to do with what our self-image is, because there's this expression, you can't outperform your self-image. So if you see yourself as, let's say, you know, maybe you were a housewife and now you're divorced and you're trying to start your own business, but you still see yourself as that housewife who's always cooking and taking care of the kids, you can't outperform your self-image. You have to learn how to transform it. You also have to learn how to shift your money story. And that's a big one because how you saw money, how you experienced it growing up as a kid, you know, what you saw your mom do, what your dad, how your dad handled money, how you've already made money, that also affects how you live your life too. So yes, you're absolutely right. It's all about the fears, all that kind of stuff, and and the fear of failure, fear of success. But it's also about the stories of how we see ourselves, because that's one of the reasons you look at lottery ticket winners, and they've done studies, Candy, within a couple of years, most of them have have lost that money, and many even have declared bankruptcy. And part of it is because they don't have that self-image of being a millionaire, because they were previously typically an hourly worker. So that's a big, big jump, and they don't have that self-image. And it's also that their money story is still somebody who is being paid hourly. And so all those things have to transform for you to actually stay in that new successful place. What do you give and what do you get as a teacher, as a coach, doing what you do every day? Oh, my gosh. I get so much, you know, Candy. And, you know, when you see people transform, I mean, like you're smiling right now. But it is. It's, it's just so cool seeing people do things that they never thought they could do. Because what I know is when I help one person change it, Everybody that they come in contact with also changes. And all those people, it's that whole domino or butterfly effect that it's just really transforming the world. And that's really how it's done sometimes. Sometimes it's done, you know, en masse if I'm speaking at a, on a big stage. And sometimes it's just done person by person. But knowing that they now see themselves in a new place. Because once they're there, then their new place is a new place to keep growing. It's kind of like once you've learned how to ride a bicycle, you always know how to ride a bicycle. So now they're starting at a new place and their comfort zone is now a new place to go from. Did you have a mentor or a role model when you first got started in this entrepreneur arena that you're in now? Yeah. You know, when I first started, I didn't. But within a few short months, because what happened, and I tell the story from stage and from my events, is that I started running out of money candy. And understand that when I started my business, I was an accidental entrepreneur. I didn't have a sugar daddy. I didn't have a big financial trust. I didn't have anyone paying my bills, so it was all on me. Plus, I have a really cute little dog that likes to eat and likes treats. (laughs) And, I mean, I got a part-time job for a while. Um, Waitressing didn't last. 
I started selling my designer handbags at a consignment shop because, you know, you don't get too proud. When you need money to pay your mortgage, you got to do what you got to do. It takes a while to grow a business. Finally, I said, you know, that quote by Einstein, and Sandy's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I said, I don't know how to do this. And I took the bit of money I had and I hired a coach, which was the best thing I did because I needed somebody who already did what I want to do and they could show me so I would get there faster, easier. Now I have, I work with like three different coaches I have for years because they all have different expertise. And that's why I coach other people too, because the thing is, Candy, you can't know how to do something you've never done before. You can't. It's like you can't, if you want to make a fancy dessert, you can't know how to do it unless you either look up the recipe or you have a famous chef or somebody teach you how to do it. You've said that you've had a chance to work with coaches and these people have mentored you. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, I think probably one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was first it started off as a question, why not me? When I'd look around and I'd see other successful entrepreneurs, and then as I grew on my my own journey, it became a statement, why not me? And really learning that I am a powerful woman and I create my future. Obstacles can be hard to overcome for Mm -hmm. all of us. So when an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? So I've got a lot of tools that I'm an expert in, and these are the same ones I use with my clients. I use in a, um, a technique called tapping. Uh, it's a form of emotional freedom techniques, which is a really, really powerful mindset technique. I use laws of attraction. I use neuroscience. Back to my dad about preventive care, I actually do these things on a routine basis. So therefore, when things do happen, I don't go, I'm not so overboard. I'm able to kind of pull myself back in, and I know what, what will help me kind of move through all these things. If you could reach out to a young woman who's listening to us today, who has a great idea, but just, you know, hasn't pressed go, as in go or don't go, what, what do you say to her? Why not? How do you define success for your clients? Is it all about the money? No. And that's actually been a big transformation in my own growth. Because when I first started my business, and probably because as an entrepreneur, you so desperately need money, that's really the measure of success. And now I look at it, honestly, it's about really having that business being surrounded around my life, meaning I have balance, meaning I'm able to go on vacations, I'm taking a two-week cruise to um, the Mediterranean. And I'm going to be unplugged candy. My team will cover for it. My business is more profitable than ever. And to me, those are the things that matter most. I, I love the clients I work with. I love the fact that I'm able to, to come here and do interviews like this, that I can travel wherever I want to go. To me, that is success. And the fact that I was just out visiting my mom and I could take the time off and do it that and not worry about my business, that is success. So I think as people grow in their business, I try to encourage them to get past it just being a bank account number. Is there anything on your bucket list? Oh my gosh, there's so many things on my bucket list. I want to travel more. I want to speak on more stages. That's really, really important to me. I want to be able to spend more time in warm weather. That's on my bucket that list. good. Coming from Boston. <laughs> How can our listeners get in touch with you? Buy your books, tap into their own brilliance. Best thing to do is you can either go to my website, that's katebeaters.com, or you can email my team, info at katebeaters.com and let them know how we can help you. And it's B-E-E-D-E-R-S, katebeaters.com. Last question for you. You know, you just described a tough place that you were in when you were trying to figure out how to pay your mortgage and, and sort of turn a new page in your life. What would you say to that phase in your life? What would you say to Kate then that you know now? Well, you know, that that was a really tough time. It was a lot of crying. There were days I felt like I was being pulled through a keyhole. And what I would say to them is, say to Kate now, or to anybody going through that is, 
you can do this. You can so absolutely do it. You just have to keep taking steps to move forward. It's absolutely going to happen. And what I know about laws of attraction is that if you can see it in your mind, it absolutely has to happen. There's no choice. I want to say thank you so much for sharing your story on the story behind her success. Kate Beaters. Thank you so much for having me here. Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?